0: hey welcome back thank you for listening to our first segment of our pilot episode for our still untitled minnesota united podcast we we were hoping for some inspiration during the recording of that opening segment but none has arrived yet yet not yet (laughs) but a big theme of this this opening episode is we want to take a look at where the team is heading this year compare it to where the team was last year to try to establish where do we think? Where do we think this team is going to end up at the end of this at the end of this twenty twenty season? So let's just look at the position groups and just kind of determine: Are we better off? We'll we'll start off with goalkeeper. You, you know the obviously the smallest position group. I don't know, Justin. It appears we have better depth. I uh, I personally say we. You you have to say we took a step down right. by not having Vito Minone.
1: Correct. I I don't think I don't think it's a huge step. I don't think it's going to go from being a strength to being like a flaw that we need to cover up for. But I think it you know I, I think it'll be somewhat noticeable. But but who knows? I mean Tyler Miller is a good player, um, and I you know we could see we could see him kind of break out and become a bigger bigger part of the team. Um, but yeah, we're definitely taking a step back. Yeah,
0: hopefully a small step back that saves us like half a million, six hundred thousand. I, I, I right. mean, we don't really know what Vito's contract was going to be. It will
1: help set us up for a big signing in the summer, right? But let's
0: let's hope so. Let's let's hope all that money goes to toward that number ten. Uh, I actually am kind of excited about how our how our depth chart though is looking as far as goalkeepers go. We have Tyler Miller, who's only twenty six, right. Uh, and now we have Canadian Greg, also only 26, but comes with MLS experience. Um, Dane St. Clair, who obviously has been loaned out, uh, won't won't be with us. But he's 22. Yeah, he's 22. He's only four years younger. He's only four years younger than Tyler Miller. So we we right. talk about him being the goalkeeper of the future, but that future might be a long time from now. Right. Um, and then obviously Fred Fred Emmings, which appears to be a very intriguing prospect. I, I do just want to add, I was, I was surprised to not see Dane St. Clair uh, head down to Madison. Uh, I am a Madison native, so I have been following forward Madison uh, relatively closely. I mean, not, not as closely as I follow Minnesota United. But it appeared that they, the two goalkeepers that were ahead of him last year on the depth chart, they moved on from. Right. And you know, when I look at forward's roster right now, they have one goalkeeper uh, on the roster and that and that uh, man was behind Dane, Dane St. Clair on the depth chart. So that uh, that really kind of shows me I don't know how much longer this relationship with forward Madison is going to last. It doesn't really seem like Minnesota's getting anything out of it right. Toy, Toy obviously got some minutes uh, right before his breakout season with Minnesota United. Uh, D- Dane got some minutes, not a lot, but
1: I mean, and it sounds from the rumblings that I've heard that the MLS is kind of moving towards, you know, having in-house, you know, feeder teams, right? Like, so I'm sure we're not far away from there being a Minnesota United two. Yeah. Right? Like a, like a Rochester team or, or, or just even they play in St. Paul, but like they, cause then they get to see the guys, they get to train sure. on a day to day basis and the team can have control of it, right? Because that's, right. that's the downside of loaning guys out is like, you know, you obviously make agreements, but they can choose not to play a guy. I mean, like Carter Manley, right? He just sat on Las Vegas' bench. They had this agreement with Las Vegas. He was going to play all the time, and they just, they never played him, you know? Yeah. And like, that's, you know, you're sending a guy to get somewhere to develop, and they're not going to help you in the future if they don't play. So,
0: well, yeah, I, I thought about that with Madison and with Dane St. Clair. Is- Madison legitimately had two better goalkeepers on their roster than Dane St. Clair, and they they didn't really, they weren't invested in Dane St. Clair's, in his development. Uh, They wanted to win. Right. They were, they were chasing their own championship. So yeah, having, having a Minnesota United too, as much as I appreciate the, the link to my favorite, uh, my favorite soccer team in my hometown, as much as I appreciate that link, I I think it is right for the team going forward to have their own, right. Whoever that is, I I do know it's very expensive. Uh, it's very expensive to have like a USL Championship team or a USL League One team, and not have like an invested fan base right. there. Right, uh, like to play to empty stadiums or whatever. Yeah, I mean San Antonio's in the Championship, so that that is the Championship seems to me. uh, and I, I, I don't watch a lot of the USL championship, but it seems to me that a lot of those teams are comprised of players that are probably good enough to play for the MLS, but not good enough to start. And then maybe they're on the older side. So the MLS teams don't necessarily want to keep them on their payroll. Mm. So they're, they're good players. A lot of MLS players are being loaned out to the USL and. Obviously, this was with the NASL, but we've seen with Christian Ramirez, uh, Miguel Ibarra, we, we've seen with a lot of these players that just because they're in Division 2 doesn't mean that they don't know how to play, and that doesn't mean that they can't, uh, they can't make the rise uh, to MLS and play at the highest level. Right. Uh, let's move on to the defense. I think this will be a pretty quick one. Um, Same, I mean, the
1: band's back together, man. The band's back together.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Gasper, huge surprise. U.S. men's national team. Got his first cap.
1: player, yeah. In the 77th minute. Still counts. And he's number (laughs) 77 for us. Yeah. That was not symbolic. I think there were maybe 77 people in that stadium as well. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, how cool is that, though? How cool is that to have a guy that was, was a draft pick last year, you know, already getting to the point where he's, you know, getting caps for the national team. You know that's great for the brand, right? So
0: yeah, and you know C- Christian Ramirez,
1: his caps with the national team came after
0: we moved on from him. Right. So we haven't had we haven't had a capped U.S. men's national team player since Miguel Ibarra in the NASL days. Mm-hmm. So like Chase Gasper, you know, late first round pick this year becomes our first capped player in the MLS era. But yeah, Chase on the left, Parr, Michael Boxall in the center with Ramon Metonier on the right. Um, love it. Uh, absolutely love it. You know, you have, as we said, U.S. Men's National Team player, with Gasper. Defender it, of the year. Yeah, two, two-time Defender of the Year uh, in Aiko Parra. Let's just hope he's healthy. A much-improved
1: Michael Boxall. And then MLS All-Star, Ramon Metonier. Oof. He was so much... I mean, like, I'd say just our conversations last year... I think he was the one for both of us. He surprised us, number one, and he was just the most fun to watch. Right, the first half of the season, like just what he did was just that. I mean, like I, I talk about FIFA. That's the way he plays is my favorite play to, way to play FIFA. Just bring the right back up, yeah, and produce from there. And and he did it right. Like, well, and
0: speaking of playing with FIFA, like the way I do is I just that left button that makes the players sprint. <laughs> right. Like that, that's how I play. Just FIFA. run him into the ground. Just, that's what that yep, does. Yep. There. Yeah. It was like his, I think it's, I don't play a lot of video games. I think it's that right button where they just sprint. And, uh, you know, usually then you have to sub them out or they pull a hamstring or something, but, but not him. He,
1: he never did. And that was like, what's his, his, his nickname was the machine, right? Or something like that. I, I think I, if it's not, it is now <laughs> <laughs> the Madagascar in himself. Um, yeah, he was super fun to watch. Uh, Was an all-star. He seemed kind of banged up in the second half. You were saying before we talked, you know, maybe he played a lot in the the African Cup of Nations. The African Cup of Nations, right? So like maybe just a lot of games last year, and it kind of showed its toll at the end. Maybe teams were starting to realize what he was doing, and they were finding ways to shut him down. I guess the hope would be that we're we're deep enough in other positions where we can, if they're going to try to take him away, we can. Sure. We could find other things.
0: Well, and he was never a liability. No, uh,
1: you know, not none of these
0: players were a liability. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, and and that's why that's why you don't have any of their jerseys. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. All right, let's let's move on to the <laughs> midfield. I, I think there's more to talk about here besides the departures of Darwin and Miguel. Uh, most of most of the core of the midfield have returned. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I do think it's important to bring up... We, we often forget that big money was spent mid-season last year on Robin Lode and Thomas Chacon. Mm-hmm. While well, neither made a significant impact in 2019, you know, that, that doesn't mean that they won't build
1: off of a full off-season and full preseason. Right. New uh, league, right? Like, playing in America for the first time and stuff. Like, you got to transition. And yeah. Hopefully they can make strides this year. You know, Lode was... I, I think people are more patient with Thomas
0: Shikone given how young he is. Is he is he nineteen yet? I almost think he's twenty. Is I know he, he can't drink. Uh he's super young. Yeah,
1: he's he's a young kid. He's a young kid, um, you know, is a, aspiring he to will be nineteen or he'll be twenty in August, so he's okay. he's, he's nineteen sure. born in the year two thousand, Sam.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> You know, Lode was given plenty of playing time. Let, let's, hope, let's hope he puts it together this season. Right. Um, I'm, I'm still willing to be patient with him personally. I know, I know a lot of uh, Minnesota supporters are a little bit frustrated with him. He seems frustrated with himself, honestly. So anyway, first point I want to, uh, or first question I want to ask you. So the fans will all miss Miguel, his work ethic, his versatility, and his relationship with the supporters. But Justin, to what extent do you think
1: we will miss um, Darwin Quintero? Uh, you know, I I don't know. I don't know if we have a player like him on our team, and I, but I don't know if that's necessary. It felt like he just seemed like he tried to do too much on his own, and it just felt like a lot of times he would just dribble to nowhere, you know, like he would just... He'd get the ball, they'd get it to him, and I mean, sometimes he'd make a, a, a big play or something, but it always just felt like he was just he was just trying to dribble way too much, um, and and I don't know. I don't know if we're going to miss that. I don't know. I feel like we're going to be a little bit more explosive. A lot more guys are going to be creating this year. I, just don't, I don't know. I don't know if we'll miss him. How about you? What do you think?
0: Well, and the way you described, Darwin, that does not appear to be how Emmanuel Reynoso is, where... He's not necessarily the, the number 10 that just scores a lot of goals. He's the, ones that, he's the one that creates them. I, I don't know. Maybe we're just uh, setting us up for disappointment by even talking about him. But, <laughs> uh, you know, he, Darwin, he, he, score, he did score 10 goals last year. I was surprised when I heard that stat. I do know a lot of them were on penalties. right? Uh, and they were on penalties that some of them he may have earned, but he did not earn all of those. You know, you know I, I, I remember two seasons ago at TCF just just being in awe watching him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, our, our team wasn't very good, but what drove me to that stadium was the idea that I was going to see Darwin Quintero play. And it was just so much fun. And last year, I just did not get that same vibe. Maybe it was because there was better talent around
1: him. Did age catch up to him, you think? Because he's, he's, he's like 30, isn't he? He's... For soccer, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he. I mean, he is in his early
0: thirties for for soccer, especially for a midfielder. That he's thirty two. Yeah that that is uh, that is getting older. I do think he is going to have a revenge game in him. <laughs> he he seems to be a player uh, in from what I've heard from uh, people I know that follow Club America. They thought that he was kind of an inconsistent player based hmm. on based on his emotional investment into whatever game he was playing. That's how it seemed with him. That's how it seemed with him uh, in 2019. Again, I had no problem seeing him on the bench for the U.S. Open Cup Final or the MLS Cup playoffs.
1: But I think that was, maybe that was the writing on the wall that it was coming to an end, right? Like, if he's going to be, like, you're going to pay him more than anybody else, he better be out there. Oh,
0: yeah. Here's second question for you. We talked about the midseason arrival uh, in 2019 of Robin Lud Lode and Thomas Chaconne. Uh, are things going to be different this year?
1: Do you see either of them as a regular starter? I think they want. They obviously want them both to contribute. You know, I was talking to you before. I think they really want Chacon to be like this wonder kid, and like maybe can be um, from the stuff I've heard. You know, and I mean, it could be you know the club putting this out or whatever. But he's impressing in camp. He's he's producing in camp, doing a great job. You know, I, I, I hope so. You'd hope that, like another, like you, like you said, like a full off season or whatever. You know, and they're not just jumping in the middle of the season or whatever. They 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 get to be a part of the beginning. That hopefully that helps. I mean, I'm optimistic. I don't know. I, I I I hope. Yeah. So right right now
0: in preseason, it seems like when the players I would predict to be the first team, the starting eleven. It seems like Lud is starting on the left, and Chacon is on the bench. Now, Lud is going to be gone for part of the summer playing for Finland in the Euros, which does speak to the caliber of player that Lud is. Right. Y- you know, I-, I agree with you. I think both of them are going to get a significant amount of playing time. I don't necessarily know if they both get on the field at the same time. It'll, it'll. I'm very interested to see some of these upcoming preseason games that we get to actually watch to see if, because from my recollection, I've only ever seen both of them play in the left wing, and uh, yeah, it'll, could could one of them play as a ten? I know when we first brought in Thomas Chacon, I thought he was going to be a ten. Right. That was that was the idea, right? He was advertised as a ten, but you, you know when when you follow the MLS, you kind of realize that people just kind of make stuff up. Uh, you, you know, so we'll, we will see. But uh, right now, I would predict day one. I think uh, Robin Lud will be starting on the left. Thomas Chacon maybe first off the bench. But that—that that is just my prediction. So then, just finally, and I don't know if we have an answer for this, but how long can Ozzy Alonso remain at this level? And uh, with Hassani Dotson, does that
1: matter? I think I think I think we might see maybe him get subbed out more. Um, I, I feel like that happened a bit this year, right? Like oh yeah. they, Or this past season. I mean, it's obviously you gotta you got he does he does a great job at what he does, right? And you gotta you do have to load manage him. I know that that's you know a term that other sports are kind of bringing up and stuff. But like you want him to be the best he can be. When it matters the most, right at the end of the season, so i think I think they'll be smart about it. I think you know we look at the depth, you say hassani Dotson, I think that I feel better about the guys that we have behind him to say that it, it it's okay for him to not play as much you know yeah. or get subbed out or you know to kind of count on him not being a ninety minute guy i I think I think they're going to want to they're going to want to preserve him as long as possible. I mean, I feel like he's a guy that can play. It sounds like he takes great care of himself, right? Like that's oh, yeah. that's, that's he's lauded for how well he takes care of his body and stuff. Who knows how long he wants to do it, though? You know, I think. Yeah, I think they'll just manage him. For
0: one thing, I've always appreciated about Ozzy Alonso, and by always I mean the past year, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> you you know, and, and this is why it was so absurd that uh, Kelville was the captain at the beginning of last season. <laughs> y- you know, when when times were tough. When Minnesota was down, he was the one you saw rallying the right. troops. He he was the one that you saw saying, "This isn't how it's going to end. Uh, we are we are professionals. We are better than they are, and we are going to come back from this." And uh, seeing that leadership from him, you you know, in Power as well, but mm-hmm. you know, and, and for that matter, Vito Minone. But uh, seeing that leadership out of him uh, specifically, it it was just from a fan's perspective that was very very fun to watch and uh just gave me more confidence um you know when when we'd be down I wouldn't start becoming disinterested in the game if anything I'd
1: become more interested because I was waiting to see what was going to happen well, and he was just yeah he's always there he's always around he I, I, I remember some last year like his like how much he touched the ball like he was always a part of possessions very rarely turned the ball over you know just he was such a big part of our of bringing the ball forward and that has helped helped us stay in games
0: well yeah and he he wasn't making mistakes really either
1: like you know typically
0: if he earned a card it was a tactical foul and it was uh it was one that saved the team (laughs) right Um, you know all right let's uh let's move on though to
1: center forward what what about what about our boy Jan Gregoosh
0: Oh yeah, I mean locked in. We're as not a gonna t- we're not gonna talk about Gregor. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> well, and for free that, kick free kick specialist Jan
1: Gregor. Free
0: kick specialist. Um, I think
1: I think he was he, he was our I, runway model well, too. Well, for I want I want to bring he? him up as being <laughs> just like, and it's kind of funny because Sam didn't put it on the notes. I'm gonna put him on blast for that. But I think what I like about Sam forgetting him is that I think we forget about. How solid he was last year. I mean, he's a he's a D was he a DP? He's a DP. Yeah, he was our one D P last year that lived up to expectations. He's he's expensive, but like he was just old reliable. Yeah. You know? Like just did a great job, did his job, never did anything dumb. Right. You know? And just free kicks, those were always fun. Oh yeah. You know?
0: Oh. Yeah, and and I believe he led the team in assists. I'd have to I'd have to check um I have to check the stats on that, but I, I know he contributed on assists. Uh, you know, another just professional on the team. We're talking about Ozzy Alonso rallying the troops. He was another one that just, you know, he's he's been through this before. Right. You know, he he knows what to do when uh, when things are looking down. Yeah, I a lot of appreciation for Gregush. I just uh, he was just so locked in that I didn't necessarily <laughs> think that. Uh, I didn't necessarily think we needed to talk about it as much, but I'm glad you brought it up. I, I mean, and I, I, you know, let's let's talk about even Finlay while we're at it. Like currently in these early preseason games that have been played in Florida, it looks like Finlay's is starting on the right, um, which is good for him. He's a, you know, Minnesota boy. He plays like I think. Uh, I think most of the supporters would play if they had anywhere near the talent <laughs> required to play in the MLS. He's um, just a spark plug too. Yeah. Like that was just you, you. put him on there. You know, he'd make a great yeah. run. Just yeah. <laughs> nice, nice connection with uh, Romain Metinier. Uh, th- those two seem to have a bromance. Uh, <laughs> maybe they hate each other off the field, but on the f- <laughs> uh, on the field, they look like uh, you know, like they're starring in Step Brothers or something. I don't know. <laughs> um yeah and you know and we've we've said Kevin Molino I I still think that the team is bringing in a number 10 uh whether it's now or in the summer but right now Kevin Molino would be the presumed starter uh in in the center midfield and uh the center attacking midfield anyway and uh you know like I said quality MLS player Adrian Heath always said last year that when Lud, Molino, and Quintero were all in the field at the same time. Those were their three best players. Uh unfortunately, Molino and Cantero uh overlapped as far as uh as far as their preferred position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is a quality MLS player and I don't wanna sell him short on that. I just I I think if the team is going to truly advance, they need to get right. better in
1: that position.
0: So center center forward, you wanna take the lead on this?
1: Uh so I mean obviously like I, I I feel like this is the, uh, it's weird because it's like he's a new guy, but is this like the most obvious, like, upgrade? I, I mean, like, I think. Like, up, just, uh, like, you know, the most, like, I, I, I hate to, sh- to sell our boy Angelo Rodriguez short, but like, just everything I'm seeing with Amarillo, he's he just seems like he's going to be a star. Like, yeah. he just, his vibe just makes me think that he is, a, he, first of all, he's a handsome man. Have you, he's a mod. He's, is he a male model? If he's not, he should be. Uh, I he, mean, I, I guess I don't know his modeling history. Um. But he <laughs> he just looks like he looks like when I think of like a, a star soccer player, he, he fits that bill, right? Okay. And 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 how great is it? Like obviously, like we don't we, we talked about this before. MLS when these guys are coming from South America, when they're coming from Europe, they're coming from these random leagues. That we've never heard of. You have no idea what to expect, right? That's what Nair was like. Neither of us knew what this guy was, and then he just hops on sure. the scene. But like, I mean, Amaria, we've seen so far. I mean, granted, it was against what Miami. What's the team they played? Miami. It's the Miami FC. So now. It, I think it. <laughs> it how used quality? To be Miami how FC, quality but... they are? I don't know. But three goals. Yeah. Right? Three goals. Uses
0: head on one of them. So to that, I would counter that uh, Angelo Rodriguez did light it up against New Mexico last year in the Open Cup,
1: right? (laughs) You're right. You're right. He did have a good moment, but but I just I I, what I see like what the feeling around this guy, he just seems different, you know. And he seems he seems like the kind of guy we need. And he also he has aspirations, right? Like he these. We love the MLS, but I don't think that this is what he wants his career to be, right? He's not an over-the-hill guy. He's 24. Right. Right? He's on, he's, he's on a, a, an incline in his career, and he has a chance to have a breakout season and make this team a lot of money. Yeah. So I'm hopeful.
0: Yeah, and and maybe when we do our Gam and Tam, uh, like, book report, (laughs) uh, we're going to have to look into some of these contracts because uh, Amarillo is technically on loan. But it's Um, a loan to buy, right? It's a a loan to buy, so I don't know, like, if we were to sell him on, I do not know what the implications for that would be. Um, There there may be, like we were talking about earlier with Reynoso, where we would only uh, be allowed to keep 70% of the profits. Um, Yeah. So I, I'm not quite sure what that is, but yeah, like MLS wants to be like the like an entire league of Ajaxes, right? Like they just want to develop these hot South American players and be the bridge to get from South America to Europe. And uh, right, I'm I'm all for it uh, personally if it increases the quality of the league. I I don't think any IX fan is complaining <laughs> that uh, that they're producing all of these right. superstars yes ideally you are able to keep those but if you're not if you're not in a league that is of the quality of like the big five in europe you you have to you have to kind of be at terms with uh how how the world is going to work
1: and, and hopefully you can just you can keep developing right like you can keep create like finding these players and and kind of you know developing them and having them move on you know I'm, I hope I'm 25 goal prediction. That's still so wild to me. <laughs> so we'll see if they. You got to love the confidence. If he does that, that'd be great. We're kind of we're kind of forgetting about probably of the I guess of the people that were on the roster going into last year. Was Mason Toy the biggest surprise? I I think so. I remember seeing
0: him uh, loaned to Madison at the beginning of the year, and I even remember watching him in Madison and just thinking like, oh yeah. Madison's probably pretty good for him Um, and uh, you you know he just uh, he he had his opportunities and he took them it sounds like he matured a little bit along the way uh,
1: became more coachable other than Um, the spitting incident other than the spitting but (laughs) but uh, they, they put him in his place right like our guys made sure that that was right that was over.
0: Uh, you know, and young young guy, I mean, I mean, I'm really glad that I wasn't on national
1: TV when I was his age. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, and I, and, and I'd like to say too, like he kind of became what Dunlady Don did it, right? Like, well, and, the, and, and that is probably my concern is, I mean, there was a
0: year that Dunlady scored nine goals. And, uh, and then there were the two years after where he scored a combined three. And, you know, so we we just need to we just need to hope that Toy remains on his current trajectory. Right. We we need to hope that he's not just a repeat of Dinladi.
1: Well, I, I don't think he has the injury concerns though, because I felt like that was Dinladi's thing, right? He was always just kind of just permanently hurt, right? Like, or permanently, you know, injured. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, now we now
0: we have a uh, big celery. Uh, big celery. <laughs> big big celery. I, I think. You know, when I saw the signing of Big Celery, uh, who had previously played with Columbus Crew, but... He's Finlay's boy, right? Like him and and Finlay were... they're they're dogs with a a (laughs) W, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Finlay was kind of how it was leaked that he was coming, because he started talking about it on Twitter. The big broccoli symbol. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, to me, he's just a depth signing, but it sounds like he's a legit player um, in his own right, playing in Tel Aviv. So with, with all of this, comparing 2019 to 2020, are we better? And should we have this with the caveat that are we currently under the assumption that we will bring in a number 10?
1: I, I kind of want to say that I don't know. I mean, I want it. Yeah. I want them to bring it in. But I don't know if I'm in a position where that, that breaks our season if we don't you know yeah. like i think that we have like we are certainly deeper than we were last year would you agree with that i, I least, would say at so at least in the positions where we can expect like we can expect guys to make an impact scoring and 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 moving the ball forward right like we have yeah. tremendous depth up front but more than we've had in the past they're not scrubs on this team you know like there there had been in the past and and i think i think that we can I think we're a better team. Right. I think we I, I think we're we're a better team. I think Vito losing Vito stings, but I don't know if like you said before, does it matter, do we need to have an elite keeper, you know? Or even we could even say was Vito's success a product of having a great like shoring up the defense, right? Cuz yeah. that was historically the issue with this team, right? Never had defense last year the defense made a huge improvement. And was that a big help for Evito? Totally. For sure. I, I mean, yeah, it's easier
0: to be goalkeeper of the year when you have the defensive player of the year right. playing right Directly in front, in front of, you. of you. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say, I, I mean, say we do not get a number 10. Say we have this empty DP spot that we don't fill all year long. And, or until uh, the summer. Sure. But, I mean, I, I'd be fine. I've come to terms with if we get a number 10 in the summer, I'll be excited, but... Say Kevin Molino is the starting uh, center attacking midfielder all year long. I do think we are a little bit better. You know, the small downgrade in goalkeeping should be easily offset by what is hopefully an increase in offensive power with uh, Luis Armaria and the development of Thomas Chacon and Robin Lud. The exception of Ozzy Alonso, I don't think we have anyone that is. Potentially past their prime, Right, or taking a step back, right? Yeah. yeah, and we have no sign that that's necessarily going to happen with Ozzy. Uh, you, you know, I, Ike Parra is getting close to being at the end of his prime, right? But he is—I mean, he's defensive player of the year. He's—he's uh, he's clearly not shown that yet. So I, I do think, yes, we—we we, even without a number ten, I think we are a little bit better than we are last year. I think with a designated player number 10 that is legit, I believe that that could make us legit MLS Cup contenders.
1: And I think that's what they want, right? Yeah. Like, that's that's their hope is that, that this guy, who's also... He's younger. He's, is he also 24, I think, or something? He's young. Reynoso? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's he's a younger guy,
1: yeah. And, you know, like, they're... I don't know if they're... It's going to... They can, they can duplicate the success of the Young Guns for Atlanta. Sure. But, I mean, is that... I mean, that's kind of what they want to do, right? Like, they kind of want... Yeah, I mean, Atlanta spent a little bit more money. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, maybe, like, a light, you know? Like, Atlanta light.
0: Uh, let's just not compare us to Atlanta. Yeah, that's how true, about, true. How about that? We w- we want people to like... <laughs> we want people to like <laughs> us. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I haven't met too many Minnesota United fans that are very fond of Atlanta. True. <laughs> All right. You know... And then we, we also cannot forget Toy, Gasper, Dotson, and Chacon. They are young, Superman. and they should be improving. And, is, of course, Lud, he has the opportunity now to establish himself. I'm patient with him right now. This is his year to do it. If he doesn't do it, he's a disappointment. Kind of going off, we, we've been comparing 2019 to 2020. I want us to think back to this time last year and think about what was the best and worst case scenario last year? Because when you think about it, what actually happened, I don't know if I would have listed that as my best case scenario, where Roman Mettener, coming from this unknown team in France, uh, becomes our one all-star, right? Right. Vito Minone, goalkeeper of the year. Aiko Parra, defensive player of the year. Ozzy Alonso, our undisputed captain. And then we have the one DP who we talked about earlier, the one DP who lived up to his expectations of the season and Jan Gregish. We had all five of those big acquisitions prior to the 2019 season. We had all of them hit. And the small acquisitions, the draft picks. And the draft picks, right. Where we potentially had our we, we potentially have a goalkeeper of the future in Dane St. Clair. Uh, we have Chase Gasper, who becomes our first men's national team cap player since Miguel Ibarra in the NL- NASL era. And then, bangers only, Hassani Dotson, you know, the, the man who clinches our playoff berth. Th- those were all best case scenarios um, mm-hmm. that I don't even know if I would have imagined
1: prior to the season. Well, and, and I was even just looking at the standings. We, were, we only lost one home game last year. Like we had like our brand new stadium was a fortress. Yeah, you know, like was that was that expected?
0: I don't know if that was expected. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we knew it was going to be loud and rowdy, but uh, you, you know, because even TCF, we were bringing good numbers to TCF when the team sucked. That's true. And you had to you had to venture down into that godforsaken dinky town. <laughs> <laughs> It was, oh, it was nice that Surly was close, but <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. TCF is a nice stadium. It's Beautiful just, stadium. I, I would say, so we just listed off like seven or eight players that contributed that contributed to a potential best case scenario right. for the 2019 team. Everything went right. Everything went right for them. Now, Darwin Cantero, and it's not that he had a just awful season, but... I, I don't play MLS Fantasy, but I did for like a week, and he was the guy I picked, right? Like, I just assumed I was going to pick him, I was going to make him my captain, so I'd get double points, and that that was going to be my secret to winning, right? <laughs> and wow, that did not pan out. Um, you know, You know, so I just, this is why I want Minnesota to bring in a number 10 so bad, is while the five players we brought in and the two guys we drafted, uh, that had significant playing time for Minnesota, well, all of those guys impressed so much to not really have, uh, to not really have our star come out and perform for us. That was a worst case scenario Mm -hmm. for me. That's true. I I remember too, being excited when we brought in Robin Ludd in the middle of the season and, uh, you know, that, that, didn't really, uh, that didn't really amount to anything. He got a lot of playing time, but not a lot of production. Right. I, I don't know. So we, we just talked about best case and worst case scenario in 2019. What do you think, then, our best case and worst case scenarios are going into
1: 2020? I think that we should be able to, to contend for the West, Right. Well, I mean, we, we were very close to being number two,
0: and we, we beat LAFC. We beat LAFC. We now have their goalkeeper, right? Which, like, <laughs> like we
1: look good against LAFC. You we know? look great. I th- I think the best case scenario though is that that you know everyone takes another step forward, and then we contend. You know, yeah. and I mean, obviously, like you gotta you gotta you gotta get hot at the end and and make a run. But right. I think that we I don't know if we gotta worry about making the playoffs. Isn't that weird? Like it's weird. Like I don't think we have to work. I don't think obviously they need to play the games and sure get the points, but I don't I don't know if I don't know if making the playoffs is good enough for this team, you know?
0: Yeah. I I mean, definitely I don't think make just making the playoffs is good enough for the players on this team. I I don't think that any of them have the goal of just making the playoffs right now, which is great news for us. I don't personally think I will be disappointed if they are, you know, if at the end of 2020, if they are the fourth seed in the playoffs, I don't know if I will personally be disappointed. Um, Get that home game. Get get that home game. I mean, even if we're in the, even if we're the fifth seed, I, you know, the West is improving Uh, every other team. And we'll, we'll go into this a little bit more as we're previewing games this season, but Other teams in the West are also bringing in players. Right. You know, and other teams in the West are bringing in better players than the one they had before. You know, for example, LAFC would not have let Tyler Miller go had they not brought in a European goalkeeper that they felt was a step up. And Tyler Miller statistically was one of the best goalkeepers in the MLS last year. And they felt they could do better. And we benefited as a result of it. Right. But did they potentially benefit more? That, that is kind of what I'm thinking. I would still be happy with a fourth-place finish in the West, but I see no reason why we, can't, uh, why we can't compete the way we did last year. You know, we have the core back from last year who's able to improve from where it left off. Hopefully, we still have one of the best defenses in the league with Tyler Miller. I, I'm excited about the idea of Lode and Chacon, uh, both living up to the expectations that they came with. I'm excited to see if Toy, Gasper, and uh, Dotson are able to continue on their trajectory. And I'm really excited to see if Amarillo and a potential number 10, maybe Reynoso. Maybe, Somebody, yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe you. I don't know. Um, I'm I'm really excited listening? to see Amarillo and a potential number 10 make an immediate impact. Just my thoughts. Do you have anything else on that?
1: I, I'm just... I, I'm super optimistic for this year. You know, I, I think... You know, I think that that I think we got something good going here. You know, yeah. and 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 if we can continue to develop and grow like we did last year, you know, because we, I mean, we we really didn't lose a lot. You know, I mean, we lost pieces, but we made we made counter moves to to like shore those things up. So I'm feeling good. Nice. Which leads us to worst case oh, scenarios. My God. Yeah, <laughs>
0: worst case scenarios. You know, so I I mean. You got to think about because no one would have thought about Darwin Quintero not um, not living up to his 2018 ex- expectations.
1: What if my boy Amaria is just a pretty face? Yeah, yeah. That could be
0: true. It 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 could be true. Maybe he sucks. Maybe uh, maybe him coming from the Ecuadorian league, maybe he doesn't know how to get past uh, the quality of defenders in the MLS. Right. You know that that is definitely a possibility. what if Lode actually just sucks? yeah, what if load is just <laughs> not good? what if that was a oh, bad boy. signing
1: um, I, I think the good the good thing though is is I think we have guys that can that can take a spot yeah maybe, hopefully, or we make moves you know i don't yeah. I don't, I don't I think that we, they've shown them they're not afraid to make a move, if something's not working sure i e the the name on the back of my jersey yeah um, right,
0: yeah, I mean, we started last season with. Uh, Captain Calvo, uh, <laughs> coming off of his uh, World Cup appearance, or no, it was—he was still riding that train. He was still riding that train. I cheered for
1: him in the World Cup. You know, that, oh, I mean, that was pre-hissy fit, but I was only a fan of his people because of I liked because I liked playing as him on the, in FIFA. Yeah, but then I actually started watching the team, <laughs> and I realized he was my least favorite player. <laughs> Don't buy a jersey before you watch the game, guys. Yeah, never never, right? I think I think that's the 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 next thing I'd want to talk about is I think the biggest thing that scares me is that Alonzo just isn't he just he's he's getting old, man. Right. Is he like he's 30 35? I don't think he's that old, but He's old. Yeah, he's uh He's 34 years old. He's going to he, He's 34, you know? He's He's a great player he's been a great player for a long time but but is he going to continue to play at this level you know is he going to be a guy that we can constantly rely on right he also did he had some some injury issues last year um, will he will he be able to keep keep going will he break right. down you know um, yeah I was
0: looking at his appearances for Minnesota United last year and he did have fewer than he had uh, it wasn't like a drastic uh,
1: he had 21. Yeah, it wasn't a drastic difference. Um, but it was the his... fewest appearances he's had since he's been in the MLS. Yeah. So, like, I'm like looking at his numbers, you know, he, he's usually, you know, 25 ish games, right, or more. But yeah, 20 is the fewest games he's played in the MLS, you know, and that's, I mean, he's getting older, right? So that, that, that's obviously part of it. But can he continue to play at a high level? Yeah. Can Iko Parra? Can Kopara uh
0: right, like how, he hasn't played in preseason yet this year, guys. I don't know if he's going to play in the Portland preseason games. You know, Justin was telling me earlier that Ike Opara maybe has been trying to avoid playing on artificial right. turf. He's not training in Blaine with the team right now. He's yeah. training on his own, you know, right. and that's,
1: there could be some concern in that, yeah. right?
0: Absolutely. You, you know, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm still optimistic about it, but we're... Right. you you know, this is a pessimistic category here. What are our worst case scenarios? Our, our young players, right? We, we've talked about Abu Dinladi, um, scored nine goals as a rookie, scored three goals in his following two years. Uh, we've talked about his injury concerns with Abu Dinladi, but I don't really remember Abu Dinladi hurting a lot last year. Uh, I just don't really remember him producing a lot. Right. Uh, when he had his opportunities, I remember one or two times he, he had one, like, just absolute banger. Right. But I also remember a lot of times we would get excited because, ooh, we're going two strikers up top. Then Lottie's coming on with Toy, and, you, you know, we're going to finally break through this defense that's just sitting back and waiting for us to come at him. And that didn't happen.
1: And I, I remember, weren't there a couple times last year where he he would lose footing on a breakaway? <laughs> you know, like, he he just couldn't finish. Sure. You know, and, like... What are you supposed to be doing, man? Yeah,
0: so, I mean, all of our young guys could have potentially overperformed last year, and we don't totally, we don't totally know. Right. Um, we cannot just assume that these young players without the track record are just going to continue doing what they're doing. You know, you know we've, we've talked about this. What if, uh, what if we don't actually get this number 10? Uh, whether it's Reynoso or Plan B, I mean, what if it's just Molino all year wrong, all all year long, and you you can do worse than that? But what if we don't get that number ten to take us to the next level? That that is a worst case scenario in my mind. Yeah. So
1: prediction going into twenty twenty, MLS Cup or bust. <laughs> all right. No, I, I think we're gonna have a. I think we're gonna improve. I think that we're gonna have a better year. Um, are we quite to the level to contend? I hope. Um, do we still have a couple more years? I mean, I think the window's open, right? Like, I obviously, like, we're getting older in some areas, but I think that... Getting younger in some areas, Right, too. the core, I feel like the core is at a good age to, you know, like, have, have if, if it works, you know, have something good going for the future. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I mean... I don't think we have to worry about, like, veto wasn't, like, we knew that veto might only be a year-long thing. I don't know if we feel that same way about Tyler Miller. Like, he might be our guy yeah. for years to come. Yeah, we might, we might have him for close to a decade. You, you don't know. And, and that's, you know, I like the Amaria signing because he's younger. You know, it's not just another 28-year-old, you know? Right. That that seems like, like, I think they're going away from that, right? You know, getting the aging, well, aging, I guess. in Sure. In a sense, but like getting the older, more established player, like trying to find the guy on the rise. I think that they're going to be better this year. I think that they so better as in third in the West. I think. I think. I think, I think they're going to the be better. West? I think they're going to be. I think that they they might be two. I think in my okay. head I'm feeling two. I want I want them to take one. I think LAFC is just, you know, they're just they're just so good. You know, yeah. I. I was looking at their roster and like I don't know how they keep these guys, you know? How is Diego Rossi still on their team? You know, like how how do you not lose that guy to somebody else? But he must love living in LA. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I,
0: I I haven't been there really. All I know of it is that Miley Cyrus song. Um, <laughs> but seems seems like an all right place. And uh, I want to say that I think that they're going to improve. But I I do think that they need that number 10 to noticeably improve or they need Ludd or Chacon to really make a step up. Um, If they don't get that number 10, I think they need someone to surprise us, you know, in the way that Toy did last year. They need someone to really step up and surprise us to make much of an an improvement uh, from, you, you know, fourth in the West third, third in the West. So I, I do think there, I'm, I'm going to right now say status quo. So you think fourth, you think I, fourth is what we should expect? I, I think fourth is what we should expect. You, you know, I do think we're better, but I think other teams have gotten better as well. And, uh, I'm just hoping for that number 10 to push us over. Uh, I think if we get that number 10, I think we're really going to have a fun season. Um, Without that number 10, I I think, status quo, which I am I'm fine with. I am fine with as a fan of a small market MLS team. I am I'm fine with being uh, being fourth in the West and having a shot in the playoffs. So anyway, uh, so that concludes our first episode uh, of our still untitled our still untitled uh, Minnesota United podcast. Our next episode, however, will be a rundown of the preseason because there's actually going to be preseason games on yeah, that we get to buddy. watch um and they're actually on at times that we get to watch them. I remember last year they would be on like while we were all working are you, are you talking about the the nine p m <laughs> game Well, yeah, we could watch the nine p m game i don't uh <laughs> I, we'll we'll see how well my daughter is sleeping that night <laughs> <laughs> um, whether or not I watch that
1: one or not, what do we got? Um, we have uh, New England on Sunday. New England. Ling- do we England know if that is, is that? Do we know if they're broadcasting that? Yeah, one? they're. I, I believe it's all. Last
0: time we played in Portland, I believe you were able to just go to uh, the team's website and they had a link. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they they are broadcast when they're played in Portland. They were not broadcast from Florida. So yeah, we have Sunday the sixteenth at four thirty p.m. versus New England. We have Wednesday, February nineteenth at nine thirty p.m. versus Portland, and then the following Saturday, February twenty-second at four thirty versus Vancouver. So all of those will be able to stream um, if you just—I believe if you just visit the team's website, I'm sure there will be social media links as well. And then finally. Um, you know, we're, we're getting closer to our Sunday, March, March 1st match at Portland, which will be on national television on FS1. Oh, yeah. All right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm Sam and... Uh, I'm, I'm Justin. Yeah. Yeah, we're a little bit awkward <laughs> there, I was going to say. I'm, I'm t- <laughs> yeah, and thank you for listening to our very first uh, pilot episode of our Still Untitled Loons podcast. And hopefully this didn't suck. Yeah, up the loons.